When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. Get 16-ounce packs of flavorful Angus 90% Lean Ground Sirloin for $4.99 each with a digital coupon. Then buy two, get two free on 12 packs of delicious Coca-Cola, Pepsi, or 7-Up, all with your card. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details. Girl, stop playing. Welcome back to episode seven of the Girl Stop Playing podcast, where we encourage you to stop playing with your potential and start working for what you want in life and in love. Who better to help you work for what you want in love than a couple who's been married for over 30 years, together 40 years, married 850 couples, counseled thousands of couples, literally helping us save our marriages before they even get started. Welcome to the show, Michael and Lorraine Forrester. Thank you. Thank you for having us. Yes. So this is going to be a good conversation. Let me just tell y'all, y'all know y'all get all up in my business here on the show. I'm okay with that. But I could not let Kendrick be a part of this episode because (laughs) these happen to be our pre- and post uh, marital counselors as well as the officiants for our wedding. And he might have tried to tell y'all a little bit too much of my business because I'd be acting up and getting in trouble. So I'm going to do this show solo. I'm excited to talk to y'all though. Okay, we're excited too. So being in your space um, where you are all up in everybody's business um, so much, what do you feel like is, I guess, the number one uh, need or the number one reason why people find you? Like, Cause I know, you know, when I found you, it was like middle of the night. Like, you know, let me find a resource. What, what about? You? How do most people find you? And oftentimes, it is the middle of the night when we see the <laughs> messages come in. Uh, most of the time, it's because of communication, which is that thread that goes through everything that we do in relationship. Mm-hmm. So we have to break down some old forms of communication and share some new things. So, so and, and I was just going to say, you know, oftentimes when people are uh, at their wits end, they don't know what else to do in terms of the, the marital portion mm-hmm. that, you know, they just uh, trying to grab at straws, trying to see what resource that they can, you know, pull, you know, in order to be able to possibly save their marriage. And so before we get too deep in the conversation, how do you all define premarital counseling? Because I kind of feel like it's a, a thing that people just know about, but mm-hmm. there might be someone watching who isn't familiar with the concept. So we know that marriage is supposed to last for a lifetime, but divorce often happens. So we decided to take that D from divorce and use it in what we do. So we, first of all, we uh, discover, we discuss, and we determine in premarital counseling. Mm-hmm. So you want to talk a little bit about the discovery? <laughs> right. Yeah, in, in the discovery portion of it, you know, in the relationship. 
uh, in the courtship portion of it. You know, we oftentimes do not look at those areas that maybe even, you know, cause us a little bit of concern, mm -hmm. right? So the conversations aren't happening. Mm -hmm. With the premarital counseling, you know, hopefully we're uh, reaching to discover some of those areas where couples may not have, you know, thought about particular things mm -hmm. that need to be addressed. Mm -hmm. So that's, you know, the discovery mm -hmm. uh, portion of it. Then we chat about it and we discuss, you know, we look at the different filters that each person has come through. We look at um, some of the things that they've seen in marriages and so forth, and we have those discussions. And then we determine what's the best action going forward. You know? So it's not a cookie cutter one size fits oh, all. No. Everybody who comes through the door is getting this, this one thing. Like, no, it's not no, that no. at all. <laughs> Do you find that? Um, typically, both parties in the couple are like willing and they're here, you know, they're they're showing up because this is something that we've come to the conclusion that we want to do together. Or is there usually one that's like kicking and screaming through the door? There is a mixture. Okay. You know, there are times where, you know, you have guys uh, who, you know, definitely are seeking success in their relationship and they have a willingness to, to do it. Then there are the, the others. Uh, small uh, number <laughs> of guys. That, that, yeah, yeah, that's a small number. But then the others that, you know, because it's something that's important to their mate, mm -hmm. they make the decision to, you know, go along. And then, you know, they actually feel that they derive some benefit from it, mm -hmm. you know, from conversations that we have, mm -hmm. you know, because we, t we like to be objective mm -hmm. in, in, in our discussions. Yeah. And that's something that comes up often because women always have these conversations. Yes. We're always yeah. going to the things, having the retreats, mm -hmm. going to the church groups like we're always having these conversations whereas men are like at the barbershop at the gym like y'all are talking but y'all aren't necessarily talking about how you can improve your marriage or how you can improve the women that you're attracting what what is the resource out there for men who need a resource but you know is there a resource or do they just he's He's right. the resource. Plug, plug. <laughs> yeah. You know, I often do, uh, you know, man-to-man -man, uh, sessions, yeah. you know, with guys, you know, whether you're married or single, mm -hmm. uh, people who are teens, you know, people who are just seeking to, you know, have some self-improvement. Mm -hmm. uh, or or know, even just having an outlet. That, yeah. you know, right. Because a lot of times we, even with, reg, you know, regular therapy, a lot of times we get to the point where we realize, like, we've, we're hitting a brick wall because we've done what we can do with what we have. Like, yeah. we can only, you can only get yourself so far, and at mm -hmm. some point you need someone outside of you. Mm -hmm. so Someone who can be objective and can see the things that you can't always see. Right. But that's not necessarily the most comfortable thing yeah. in the black community. You know, there's a whole stigma with, you know, you got to be crazy to go to therapy and ask for help and talk to people and telling your business and all of the things. Mm -hmm. So how do we get over that hump? Because if you can't even put your pride aside to put yeah. yourself into therapy, a lot of times it's going to be a struggle to yeah. say, I need help and you need help. Let's go do this together. Right. And a lot of times when people come to us, it's the woman that comes, and then we will share with her, and she's like, well, I don't know if my husband is going to come. I don't know if my fiancé is going to come. And usually when I share with them the fact that my husband is there, and you have the male and the female perspective, mm -hmm. then they are more interested. And then a lot of times we'll say, just ask them to come one time. If they come one time, we can encourage them to come. And most of the time when guys come and they're there, they start talking, and when they get ready to go, they're like, I didn't realize it was going to be this way, yeah. you know, yeah. and I'm glad I came. Mm -hmm. and, and, you know, and I'll just have to say, you know, there, there's a uh, presupposition, I, I guess I could say that, you know, for regarding counseling and the stigma right. attached to it. Mm -hmm. Because I know when I, we were going through hell in our relationship and we sought counseling mm -hmm. that, you know, that was my feeling. You know, I'm not going to share my business with these folks. Right. They, they don't know me, so on and mm -hmm. so forth. But, you know, I, I believe that, you know, once we start uh, learning 
uh, to do better, you know, we start actually sharing, you know, with others that there is something better, mm-hmm. you know, uh, situations with guys that, you know, if they derive some benefit from counseling, it, you know, it's imperative that they should share that with a buddy, you know, right. who might not want to you know, share with their family or mm-hmm. stuff like that, you know, their deep, dark uh, stuff that, you know. Uh, they need a form, of, you know, to be able to release that. Uh, right. So. Yeah. Got to get out of our own way, though, because if yeah. we are going to get to that that next level, especially if we're going to do it in a healthy way, Wait. because people are still getting married. We're still having kids. We're still doing the things. But if we want to do it in the best way, if we want to position ourselves to be prepared to do it, then I definitely think, you know, it's it can never hurt to prepare yourself. Right. Um, but I will say, you know, there's definitely a stigma around yeah. therapy. Going to the wrong therapist, though, can be worse than not going yeah. to therapy at all, yeah. because you can get in, in front of someone that can frustrate you to the point where it's like, I'm I'm more stressed out when I leave than I was when I came. <laughs> so I think for us too, you know, that is an idea of, you know, what is it going to be like? Am, are they going to judge me? Are we going to what are they going to ask me? That type of thing. So I do think that you all disarm people very, very well because you are so transparent and honest. And just as you mentioned, you share your own ish you know you share what you've been through um in a way that makes people feel like well made me feel like well damn (laughs) if they'd have been through that (laughs) i I think i literally like i had problems i pressed mute and was like well damn baby if they'd have been through this we gonna be all right you know we gonna be all right but it it disarms you because it's like there's not that there's nothing i don't want to try to put y'all business nothing like that but i I felt like well we could tell them anything that we've been through and they not only they won't judge me but they can help us because they've experienced something similar and i think a lot of times with coaches or therapists or Mm -hmm. teachers you're talking like over people's heads you and and people aren't comfortable mm-hmm. because they don't feel like you can relate. Right, right. right. And that's one of the things that's, you know, been important for me because I know one of the struggles that I had, you know, early when we were uh, going through, uh, it was, you know, uh, holding on to my stuff, right? Uh, not being transparent, mm-hmm. being in bondage. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I just have to say, you know, when I put, once I put it out there, mm-hmm. it did not matter to me who was judging me or anything like that. Hey, uh, it is what that, it is. that's my truth. <laughs> you know, mm-hmm. hey, uh, I'm, uh, you know, working uh, to better. So mm-hmm. uh, that, that's just it. I'm not ashamed and of anything. A lot of work. But, to do. <laughs> yeah, a I was lot gonna of say, work. so listen, if y'all ain't ashamed, <laughs> yeah, a lot of work. To do. We ain't even ashamed. <laughs> they not even ashamed. So we let's go on and let's let's get it. So okay, so now I'm not gonna have y'all tell all of your okay. business, but what? Because I I have a question here around like deal breakers. Yeah. I know some of the things that you've been through that would definitely be on someone else's list yeah. as deal breakers. So my, the first part of the question is, do you believe there are deal breakers in marriage? And then the second part, do you mind sharing just a little piece of something that I'm going to say survived, yeah. something that you all have survived together? Because to still be here, not just healthy and happy together, but to be investing in other couples' health and happiness is just a testament to, you know, what God can do when you keep God first in your relationship. I think deal breakers are definitely important because, first of all, you have to determine who you are and what your standards are before you give somebody else your deal breakers. Mm-hmm. So I gave this cutie pie here <laughs> my deal breakers, and they were, one, if you ever do heavy drugs— we're done. If you ever cheat on me, we're done. Period. Maybe and the weed smoker. What, what yeah, <laughs> yeah. He smoked weed then. That's a light drug. Because, heavy. Yeah, heavy drugs, right? <laughs> so, um, I, my mother was a strong black woman. She raised four kids after my father passed away. Before he passed away, he taught me that 
the world belonged to me and I was his little girl. So I had, you know, my head was out here. Whatever I wanted, I could have it. So I, I was serious when I told him that. But at some point he decided that he wanted to be a thought. <laughs> he also <laughs> decided that he wanted to do cocaine. This was in year nine. You said that a nicer Everything way than you told me the story. <laughs> okay. <laughs> he was the crackhead <laughs> for three years. <laughs> that was nice. And it, it really shook me because that's not what he came from. Uh-huh. His mother, his father had been together. They were very, um, had high standards and all that. I checked off every block when I said yes to him. Mm-hmm. So year nine, after everybody had filled our head with, you guys are the perfect couple. You get along so well. And I wake up one morning and find out he's not all that. You know, that pedestal I put him on. He didn't belong there. Mm-hmm. So I feel like the fact that I had the deal breakers, though, I still maintain that I was not going to tolerate it. <laughs> there were several things that happened that kept me there. And I saw the progress that he worked on not being a thought. He stopped doing the crack, and I looked at the progress, and that's how I stayed. So when people come into relationships, we often tell them, if you don't see any progress, then you need to walk away. If you see progress and change, then you can stay a little bit longer. (laughs) So... So deal breakers are important. Mm-hmm. Are there so then is there because in my mind deal breaker means if you do it the deal the deal has been broken exactly, but the deal was not broken. So right. is there is there still some other higher level crime mm-hmm. offense mm-hmm. that's like okay but now that no ma'am mm-hmm. you know like I'm out of here or how mm-hmm. do you advise your your couples I guess so I advise them to make sure because nobody's perfect mm-hmm. you're going to encounter some things that you did not expect Mm -hmm. you know some people will say my deal breaker is that he put his mother before me and I'm not going to tolerate that in marriage well you say that when you first get married and you mean it but 10 years into the marriage when you have had a pretty good run so far but now something changes do you just walk away Maybe you do, maybe you don't. So we definitely counsel couples sometimes that maybe divorce is your only option. So, and if there's abuse and there's adultery, you know, abandonment, those are things that you have to determine whether or not you can handle it. Mm. Ooh, abuse, adultery, abandonment. Yeah. Okay. And with abuse, uh-huh. we say whether you're going to stay or not, you need to get to a safe place before you make such a decision to stay. You should not stay in the same environment. You can move apart, get some counseling for six months to a year or more, and then you decide to come back together. Gotcha. That's for abuse. Did you uh, want to yes, ask something? I, oh, yeah. Uh, you know, but I think, too, you know, especially with the deal breakers, you know, we cannot forget the spiritual component to this. We're, we're spiritual mm-hmm. beings going through this human experience. Mm-hmm. Right? And, and it's important that, you know, before we make any decisions, you know, especially, you know, when it comes to calling it quits mm-hmm. and just, you know, moving forward, you know, what, what, what is God saying to us yeah. about this decision that I'm mm-hmm. making? Right? Yeah. So... I'm not going to lie. I'm a little nervous when you say that you could be doing all good and then 10 years in you wake up and 
he's a crackhead. You know, like, no offense. Hey, but what, how do you avoid this? What do you, is there a way to avoid it, or is that just life? Yeah. Like people change, and that how your power, I think, plays a big part in that. For me, I was done. I'd never seen that in my family, thank God, and I had not planned to see it in my home. But initially, Coriel, mm-hmm. I got pregnant. Haven't been pregnant in seven years, and all of a sudden I'm pregnant. So I said, okay, I'll stay a little bit longer, see if I can work it out. Then after the pregnancy, a couple of other things happened like that, that I knew it was God telling me, be still, just wait. But that's not everybody's story. So when somebody comes to us and tells us that they are dealing with those things, mm-hmm. we give them the truth. You know, Chances are this is not going to work out as well as ours did, unless you continue both of you continue with a relationship with God and know what he wants, what God wants you to do. So I think that that comes up a lot. Too. No, no, no. I think that comes up a lot, too, when when and I'm going to say the woman just because I'm assuming this is how it typically is. But the woman feels like I'm doing all the things I'm going to the therapy. I'm reading the books. I'm doing the things. And then you're not pulling your weight. Mm-hmm. What do you do in that situation? Is that because uh, uh, the lack of effort? means lack of interest right like how do you gauge that well i'm sure you know you probably can get your husband to do anything you want him to to do (laughs) if you try right um most of the time men are not that difficult to encourage to do better we just have to get past our pride in terms of what we will do because i went from calling him a crackhead to calling him a mighty man of god a warrior Mm -hmm. even before he was acting that way and that was some of the transition my encouragement my belief in him and a lot of times that will help the man to make some changes and of course there are a lot more details to that do you have advice on when a woman should or how a woman could recognize like this man is just wasting my time or does it come down to seeing the progress? It, it does come down to seeing the progress. Mm-hmm. You know, if there is no effort uh, being made, mm-hmm. you know, uh, surely, you know, uh, the woman has a responsibility mm-hmm. uh, to, you know, do the best that she can, all that she could do. Right. right? But there comes a point at times mm-hmm. where, and it, and it comes to what, what is God telling you? Yeah. Right. Mm-hmm. You know, sometimes it, it is that, you know, you've made your, uh, an extended effort, doing the best that you can, but there is no uh, response, uh, no efforts being made. Uh, and that in itself really is abandonment. Mm-hmm. If there is no willingness, mm-hmm. you know, to to add to the relationship, you know, it might yeah. just be time to call it quits. Call it quits. So you mentioned a, a, a couple things that I want to just point, uh, point out because we often talk about like, uh, relationship issues stemming from, you know, you got daddy issues, you grew up in a single parent home, mm-hmm. which can definitely have a negative effect on mm-hmm. your future relationships. Right. But on the flip side of that, growing up in a two parent home that's not healthy mm-hmm. can definitely have a negative effect on your relationships. Yes. Growing up with a daddy mm-hmm. that gives you the world, mm-hmm. tells you you can do no wrong, mm-hmm. can have a negative effect on your relationship with the husband, definitely. right? Or even finding the man of your dreams. Mm-hmm putting him on this pedestal of being the man of your dreams Mm -hmm. and then, uh, you know, allowing that pedestal to cause you disappointment Mm -hmm. that can cause, you know, a negative effect on your relationship. So how can we, how can we provide positive experiences for our children without those positive experiences turning negative later? Does that make sense? Yeah. Mm -hmm. And definitely a lot of communication. Mm 
you know, and we always go back to if you fail to plan, then you plan to fail. Mm -hmm. So if you and your mate are on the same page that you talk about some things in advance like we do in premarital counseling, let's talk about the level of peace you want in your home. Let's think about what will happen if this happens one day. How are you going to handle it? Are you going to go in the room and close the door or are you just going to start yelling and screaming while the children are sitting there wondering what's going on with mom and dad? So we talk about some of those things in advance so you can make some decisions about how you handle them later. Mm Mm-hmm. And, and, you know, it's definitely imperative for the you know, couple to make sure that what they're demonstrating, it, demonstrating in the home, you know, will not have some type of ill effect yeah. later mm-hmm. on in the child's mm-hmm. life. You know, we, we know that there are going to be times where, mm-hmm. you know, they'll experience or they'll witness mm-hmm. some negative behavior. Right. But that should not be the norm. Mm-hmm. Right? The, the consistent thing should be, mm-hmm. you know, a demonstration of love right. and respect right. uh, in, in the home, you know, in front of the children. And, and let for, for it to be real, mm-hmm. that it's not just something that's, you know, we, we show one thing out in the street and then at home. Mm-hmm. It's just something totally different. different story. It's just a consistent you know, love, uh, thread of love mm-hmm. that goes through. So since we are trying to save marriages before they start, you mentioned uh, spirituality. Um what are some other, I guess, important conversations or some other things that, that we should take into consideration when we are, you know, exploring a potential mate? Um, what are some things that you've seen come up that you're like, well, y'all should probably talk about that. You know, before y'all talk to us, y'all should have talked about that. What are some of those things think. that people could be talking about mm-hmm. to avoid some of the stuff later? Yeah, definitely finances. That's something that couples don't always talk about up front. Mm-hmm. I don't want to know your business. I don't want to get in your business and all of that. But you're going to be spending your life together. So you might as well accept the reality that your business is my business. Right. And if your mate doesn't want to talk about those finances, maybe that's a red flag. You know, so you have to really consider that being open and honest is what it takes to have longevity in mm-hmm. your relationship. Yeah, and a willingness really, you know, to have that transparency mm-hmm. in, in your relationship. You know, if you have someone who is, you know, maybe somewhat secretive about, you know, their past experiences and you know all these different things, that uh, would really, you know, require some consideration. Yeah. You know, do I really want to, you know, be involved Get in a relationship with this person? Mm-hmm. And sex is definitely a topic that needs to be talked about. And prior to expectations, the expectations in the relationship, you know, a lot of times we have different expectations. A lot of times guys will come to us and say, you know, before we got married, it was off the hook. Then we got married. All of a sudden she doesn't want to do it anymore. And sometimes we have the same thing from women. You know, he was there all the time now he hardly even looks at me so now we talk about those things in mm-hmm. advance so that when that happens you have some go to methods mm-hmm. so you mentioned you know after however many years somebody suddenly changing mm-hmm. also the expectations you know changing and I think that that happens oftentimes too when you've dated someone for so long and then you get married and you have all of these expectations mm-hmm. and then it ends abruptly you know as soon as you sign the papers because Mm -hmm. now you expected you know magic to happen Mm -hmm. how do we because i think it's just women who do this how do we let go of unrealistic expectations so that we can grow Mm -hmm. you know through our relationships Mm -hmm. and one thing that we advise couples to do is to have some conversations set aside specific time to talk about things where Mm -hmm. on a day-to-day basis you're getting to know this person each day you're growing you're changing so if i'm talking to my husband every day or every 
two or three days, and I realized that a few days ago he learned to play chess, and I know something different about him, you know, and I can allow him to grow. So when he tells me that over a period of time something has been happening with him, then when something big happens, I pretty much knew or expected that. So we do change our expectations as we grow together. So we have to be... Um, in the process, or we have to consistently have those conversations, and not necessarily sitting down telling the man, "Let's, we need to talk." You know, guys always talk about they don't want to hear, hear that. that. Just sit down and talk. You don't have to say that. Do you the, know. the the warning exactly. Mm-hmm. So, when it comes to roles and responsibilities, is that is that a common um, challenge? Where, you know, the woman has an expectation of what a man does in a relationship and the man has an expectation of what a woman should be doing and they're not doing those things. Mm -hmm. What are some of the um, unrealistic expectations that or the unspoken rules um, that you're seeing that we can avoid? Yeah. Well, you know, in terms of the the roles, Mm -hmm. you know, we do know the things that have been the customary norms, mm-hmm. you know, where uh, traditionally the the wife takes care of the household needs, the uh, husband takes care of the things that, you know, extended, you know, uh, material the needs, uh, the yard and all, all, all those different type of things. But, you know, but the way society is nowadays, you know, given careers being the way that they are, work schedules, uh, a lot of stuff does not fit mm-hmm. uh, what it did. 20, 30 mm-hmm. years ago. It, it, it is not the same thing. So there's a need to have an adjustment there, right? And for the couple to have the the conversations, you know, what is realistic for us, mm-hmm. right? Is Does there need to be a shift? Does the husband uh, need to do more cooking? Mm-hmm. You know, does the wife need to do, you know, whatever, right? Uh, child she care. She never needs the, to empty the trash. trash. Yeah. She <laughs> never <laughs> Thank you for clarifying that. Uh, you know, child care, things like that, you know, um, does there need to be a, a dual responsibility yeah. regarding that? You know, how, how do you navigate through those different things? Mm-hmm. And, and we do believe that there is no cookie cutter, you know, mm-hmm. uh, method, you know, to do that. Mm-hmm. It's up to the couple to create their own template, mm-hmm. you know, for what their reality is, right. and you know, try to do the best to you know navigate through that. Mm-hmm. And we do encourage cross training. So when you come into the relationship and you say you have certain strengths, you know, my strength was managing the finances. His strength was just handing me the check. (laughs) After a while, I was like, wait a minute, this is too much. I don't want to have to be responsible Mm -hmm. for all of this. And he kicked back like crazy. He was like, I do not want to do it. I'm giving you my check. Isn't that enough? I worked hard. I don't want to be on a computer when I get home. But I was very persistent and let him know. I'm not doing it. (laughs) And if Georgia Power doesn't get their money, it's going to be your fault. So he had to sit down with me and go through, learn how to use the computer and everything and learn how to do it. And it's so freeing because I don't have to worry about it, you know? You know, as a new mom, I'm just realizing that the things that women do on a daily basis, I mean, I will have the baby... Be lifting something with a toe, uh-huh. have something on top of my head, you know, like I and get some and get some groceries at the trunk at the exactly. same time. I will figure it out, and yeah. then and the on mi- the phone, you know? and on the phone, <laughs> and the, the the daddy would just shout out to hey daddy, you know, it's just it's just different, it's just different. Yeah. Women are super superheroes. Um, divorce in the black community. Mm-hmm. Why is it like so prevalent, mm-hmm. um, and what can we do about it? Yeah. I think a lot of times we go into it thinking, well, you know, if it doesn't work, we can leave. 
you know. So they a lot of people go into it with the idea, you know, I don't have to work at this. If it doesn't make me happy, I can walk away. And then a lot of times we haven't seen that in our future, in our homes. You know, mom and dad were not together. And mm-hmm. then grandma and granddad wasn't together. A lot of our couples will say, you know, my family was just a lot of women, you know. And that's one of the reasons yep. we're doing the same things that the generations before us did, you know. And then we know that goes back to when they needed um, government assistance. Yep. You know, and had to be outside so, of the home. Exactly. So now, though, we are seeing a change in that, where black couples are really working hard at loving each other mm-hmm. more. One thing about mama, she is going to make sure that everyone else is taken care of before she even thinks about treating herself. So if you are looking for the perfect gift to make mom feel special this Mother's Day, make sure you check out the Mega Moisture Duo from Osea Malibu because body care is self-care. Since 1996, Osea has been making clean, clinically proven, seaweed-infused skincare. So this Mother's Day, treat mom to the everyday spa experience she deserves. Get 10% off your first order site-wide with code GSPP at OseaMalibu.com. Plus, you'll get free samples with every order and free shipping on orders over $60. Head to OseaMalibu.com and use code GSPP for 10% off. What's the easiest choice you can make? Window instead of middle seat? Picking a vendor who sends a great gift basket? Outsourcing business tasks you hate? What about selling with Shopify? Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real-life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage? Shopify is there to help you grow. Whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits, Shopify helps you sell. Wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify's got you covered. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash try. Go to shopify.com slash try now to grow your business, no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash try. And it's a great season for that. It definitely, definitely is. And I think your resources, the resources that you provide are definitely, you know, a step in the right direction. When I started um, the Single Wives Club way back in 2011, just as a resource for strictly single women, not engaged, not even in a relationship most of the time, but just women who were just women who wanted to be wives but did not have any resource to prepare. When I was looking for resources, there were zero out there. And the idea that in the in America, we prepare for everything else. We take a class for everything else. We get a certification, we get licenses, we spend money, we do all of the things. But when it comes to like the biggest decision you are going to make, mm-hmm. who you marry mm-hmm. and the children, you know, like yeah. being a mother and being a wife, we are just like, okay, I'm gonna do what feels good. Right. I'm gonna figure it out. Mm-hmm. And then this is, you know, this is the results that we get. Exactly. And like you mentioned, you know, so many other women have similar stories to mine where they come from a family of women. Mm-hmm. And 
I'm no scientist, mm-hmm. but I don't think women can reproduce with women. I know they're doing some strange <laughs> things these days, <laughs> but I don't it, think they're working on it. <laughs> but I don't think that's a thing just yet. Yeah. So mm-hmm. we're still having sex. Yeah. Right. Mm-hmm. Sex hasn't stopped, but marriage right. is like non-existent. Right. Nobody has, you know, yeah. is showing up with anybody but a baby. And yeah. that just was not going to be my story. Right. But I knew that if I wanted something different, I was going to have to do something different. Mm-hmm. So as crazy as it seemed back then, I saw something mm-hmm. different from myself. Mm-hmm. And I think it's so important to have these conversations, mm-hmm. so important um, to see examples mm-hmm. that look like us of people who can do it, who are figuring it out, who are not trying to pretend like they're yeah. perfect, mm-hmm. who are saying, look, it's been rocky. It's mm-hmm. been rough. We figuring this thing out. Come along with us and let us show you how to do it, too. Mm-hmm. So definitely need a resource. And, and yeah. the thing that I think is good, like now, you know, we're seeing more and more where, you know, couples are you know open to you know, do things the, the right way, mm-hmm. right? You know, to fight for their relationships. You know, mm-hmm. uh, we know that there's in, in the past, you know, we've had uh, grandma and grandpa mm-hmm. and mama, auntie or whatever, who just kind of stayed in a mm-hmm. relationship, okay. even though it was dysfunctional. Right. right. And that was sufficient. But what we're seeing now is, you know, really that people, that that's no longer acceptable for a lot of people. Mm-hmm. That if they're going to be in the relationships, they're going to try to do it the right way. And you know, we're seeing more and more examples of that, you know, uh, popping up. And, and I think, you know, as that continues, you know, us uh, as a people will, you know, be encouraged by that and continue to try to do things the right way mm-hmm. instead of just being settled mm-hmm. in a relationship mm-hmm. in a marriage. Mm-hmm. I have to also ask you this. This wasn't on my notes, but I feel like it's such a hot question around staying for the kids Mm -hmm. what is your advice does it matter how old the children are does it matter what the challenge is Mm -hmm. that you're working through like what's your advice when someone comes to you and they say we're going through x y and z but i just had a baby you know we're going through x y and z but i have we have four children Mm -hmm. what role do the kids play in keeping the relationship together and the reality is they can play a very important role and it is okay to stay for the kids some days you know if that's what holds you there to do the work that day then it's okay but if you're just going to argue fuss and fight with the kids there you might as well leave we have grown people come to our offices who are in their 30s and 40s and they're saying you know I'm really messed up my mom and dad should have divorced a long time ago Mm -hmm. you know and then we have those who come and they're crying because their mother and father just got a divorce and here it is they're 20 years old Mm -hmm. you know so we have to you know look at each situation Mm -hmm. but definitely some days you can stay for the kids Mm -hmm. but the work should be happening If the work is not happening, then you and the kids need to uh, go or let the kids stay there or whatever. But the two of you don't need to be in the same household if it's toxic. Because a toxic example is worse than no example. Yes, definitely. So last question. Is there, I mean, I know there's a such thing. I don't know if there's a such thing as post-marital counseling, but I know we done had some sessions (laughs) post-marriage. So I know know you offer it as a resource, but is that a thing? Because as much as, I mean, you get like, a discount or the state gives mm-hmm. you something for taking premarital counsel. Like right. you, there's a mm-hmm. benefit yeah. to doing mm-hmm. it pre-marriage. Mm-hmm. But in my opinion, this is like a maintenance thing. Like it I is. don't want to call y'all because I need you. I want mm-hmm. to continuously have these mm-hmm. conversations so that we don't ever yeah. mm-hmm. need you. Right. But is, is mm-hmm. that a thing? Like are people coming to see you before they need you or yes. are they waiting until five they o'clock come, in the morning and they mad? Right. Some of those. <laughs> and then we have those who come for maintenance. You know, we have some that are on our calendar every month, whether something happens or not. 
they're there. And then we have those who schedule every quarter, whether something happens or not, they're there. And those are the ones who are most successful. We can look back at couples that we counseled 20 years ago who are still together, raising children. They're enjoying each other. And yes, I got some of those phone calls. You know, right. Like uh, one person, you know, she calls and she's like, I don't know what's going on. He is crazy, you know, and I'm like, and we've gotten video calls, you know, look at him right now. See what she's doing. See, did you hear what she said? I'm like, okay, did I give you my number, you know, at two o'clock in the morning? But, you know, definitely it's a good thing to have someone to reach out to, because if you don't do the counseling, then you're going to talk to your girlfriend. Right. You're going to reach out to somebody. You're going to talk to mom and them. You're going to talk to your boys. And chances are they're not in the same space you are, you know. Chances are they ain't in the same bed you are. So you need to exactly. keep them out of your business. Because <laughs> yes. tomorrow we're going to be back in this bed mm-hmm. and I'm over it. Yeah. Literally, I'm over mm-hmm. it. And then you, my family's still mad at you. Mm-hmm. Guess what? Exactly. I'm over it. Right. You know, and uh-huh. then it's, it's a whole, it's literally a whole thing. Yeah. So I know that that is probably a big conversation. We've had that conversation, mm-hmm. just yeah. preventative. Mm-hmm. Um, but I know that's a yeah. big thing that you all often you know, mm-hmm. talk about as mm-hmm. well. So definitely yeah. something people can avoid. Yeah. Just like, you know, we go to the doctor for a, a, a checkup, you know. Mm-hmm. Why not a Where marital checkup? Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know, uh, mm-hmm. and just you know, keep things fine-tuned and running, you know, like they should. Yes. Listen, and ladies, Miss Lorraine here is not going to let you off the hook, okay? Because <laughs> the, the sex conversation is coming up and she ain't playing no game. So, not at all. Let the ladies and gentlemen, it's going to be some men that's going to be beating down your door, too. La- Listen, last week we had the wife coach. Before I got home, mm-hmm. a man had signed his wife up oh, yeah. <laughs> for her, for her uh, challenge. So I know it's going to be some men yeah. reaching out mm-hmm. to y'all, but let them know where they can find you um, on social media and online. Okay, so on social media, they can find us on Instagram at arm underscore Michael and Lorraine. They can find us on Facebook, A Relationship Ministry. That's what the arm is the acronym for a relationship ministry and uh where else are we that's the main two places and our website definitely a relationship ministry.com and i'm gonna make it easy for you all i'll make sure that i link all of their information below mm-hmm. i'm also going to be linking below um www.coesweightless.com that's k-o-e-s weightless.com because tomorrow i'm opening up registration for my five day make more money challenge i'm all about helping y'all make the money and get the honey so <laughs> tap in coesweightless.com it's going down april 10th through 14th mm-hmm. thank y'all so much for tuning in to another episode and if you have not subscribed commented below and liked this episode girl stop playing peace out see you next week girl hey i hope you enjoyed that video this channel is all about encouraging you to stop playing with your potential and start working for what you want in life and in love so make sure you hit that subscribe button so that you'll be notified when the next video drops and comment below and let me know what you want to see on the next video peace out
Support for this podcast and the following message come from Corient. Corient provides wealth management services centered around you. They focus on exceeding your expectations and simplifying your life. Corient has been helping high achievers just like you enjoy their lives more fully, preserve their wealth, and provide for the people, causes, and communities they care about. As one of the largest integrated fee-only registered investment advisors in the U.S., Corient has deeply experienced teams in 23 strategic locations. Corient has extensive knowledge spanning the full spectrum of planning, investing, lending, and money management disciplines. Leverage Corient's exclusive network of experts to craft custom solutions designed to help you reach your financial goals, no matter how complex they may be. Real wealth requires real solutions. For more information, connect with a wealth advisor today at Corient.com. That's C-O-R-I-E-N-T.com. Corient.com. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply.